Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Two Toms, One Ash, your go-to UK-based podcast for all things NFL fantasy football. On this episode, we'll look back at week 12, where Green Bay fell back in love with their quarterback. We'll review our fantasy teams, where we have a new leader, and then stick around to the very end for a look ahead to the upcoming weekend. As always, keep up to date with what's happening in our league on Twitter, at Two Toms, One Ash. That's also where you can find the link to our weekly DraftKings League and make sure you tag us in anything that you think we'd like to see as well. Right, that's it from just me. On we go. Welcome back, and uh, and now with week 12 completely in the books, uh, we're recording now on, on, what is it, Thursday today, uh, where it snowed overnight, can you believe it or not, um, I know it was meant to be at some point these next few days, but uh, but yeah, woke up, setting off for work this morning, and covered in snow. Um, so as always, welcome by the Toms, so Scully, over to you, uh, how are you mate, favourite thing to do in the snow? It's not snowing down here, it's frosty, and it's absolutely bitter. That um, not actually snowing down here, so obviously it's uh, it is still grim up north. Yeah, just a bit. But um, oh well, maybe it's maybe it's on its way. Maybe this weekend it might get a little bit. Um, just in time for all that festive fever. Charlie, how are you? Your favourite thing to do in snow? Uh, yeah, I'm good. Favourite thing to do in snow: throw snowballs at the kids. Yeah, uh, be on it up close. Yeah, yeah definitely in the face. In the face. Uh, yeah, not quite enough snow for that. It, just a just a, a slight dusting, uh, which was more of a pain in the arse to clear off the car this morning doing the school run than actually enjoying it. Yeah, Maybe we'll get a little bit more and I can go out snowballing and building snowmen on the back garden. Let's wait and see. Let's see if it uh, impacts uh, any of us this weekend. And then obviously the NFL games as well coming up in some of those colder northern states. Um, all right, so yeah, look, looking back... Uh, on last week then. Uh, so the two highest scorers from last week, Josh Allen scoring 43 points and Jalen Hurts scoring 40 points. So in a matchup against each other, really, which is surprising that they got the highest two scores. Normally, it's kind of a one one way or the other for whoever scores top. Um, but those two in particular, Scully, uh, let's start with Josh Allen. So 43 points, albeit in a loss. I mean, amazing game, but in a loss to the Eagles. Where do you sit Josh Allen so far this season? And then just to build as a whole, anyone else on their offense that you like the look of for fantasy? Cracking game, like you mentioned. Uh, no, Josh Allen, for fan- fantasy-wise, has been as as good as he's been most seasons. He's, uh, he's been, well, brilliant. He's going really highly. I mean, you could probably tell me what quarterback ranking he is, but he's got to be, what, top three? He's top one. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so... I mean that says that says it all, but that says again what we've been saying for for a long time is he's just their offense. Uh, there's nothing really much outside of him. Uh, Stefan Diggs obviously um, is is usually up there as one of the better wide receivers um, because he tends to only throw to him. This year, I know Dalton Kincaid's come into that offence a little bit um, as Dawson Knox has dropped off a little bit but I don't think he scored that highly I know he didn't score that highly this week because he's a mad team but um, other than that 
fantasy wise there's not much i mean you could have probably could have probably people did take a bit of a punt on james cook he's been a little bit hit and miss so far this season um so yeah outside of josh allen stefan diggs there's nothing nothing too much uh fantasy wise to to shout about the the bills and um actually their season's just capitulating in front of them they're just i mean they're on the outskirts at the moment of the playoffs who'd have thought that this time um well not this time but at the beginning of the season when we got to this point of the season yeah maybe that says it says it all really that because josh allen is the really as unbelievable he is but he is their only fantasy starter really on offense that's probably the case as to why maybe they are struggling in some of these games and, and you'd have maybe thought that they're going to struggle in the season because the Jets were going to be so strong in that division, which has just not been the case either. The Patriots, as ever, or as of recent years, haven't been strong at all. So, so yeah, still quite surprising, but it only seems to be all on Josh Allen's shoulders again. Charlie, I'll come over to you for the Eagles. So, Jalen Hurts, um, kind of match for match, really, with Josh Allen and obviously with that walk-off overtime touchdown in the end as well. Um, another absolute monster of a fantasy player at quarterback. What about the rest of the offense? Do you like most other players or any other players even for the Eagles still? I think it's it's very uh, it's quite even across the board. It's not like one week AJ Brown will have an unbelievable week, and he has done previously. He's had, he's had some crazy weeks, but uh, if if def- defenses are targeting him, Devonta Smith teams have a, a, a great game. They're the sort of players that can be a bit frustrating for you in terms of fantasy because they're on such a good offense, and you want you're expecting them to score well every week, but it might not be the one that you've picked. Um, if a defense particularly targets AJ Brown, Devonta Smith scores well. Um, if they take out the passing game, then uh, DeAndre Swift scoring well. It, it it's great for the Eagles as a team. Uh, because they've got so many options to go to. But in terms of fantasy, quite frustrating because you don't know which of those golden nuggets is going to is gonna shine that week. Um, so, yeah, a little bit frustrating, I suppose, for, for managers of those players. But just going back to Hurts and Allen, what, what an amazing game for both both quarterbacks to put up 43 and 40 points, obviously with our six-point scoring for quarterbacks. Um crazy game and 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 the stats are, uh, are so similar they both both scored multiple throwing and multiple rushing touchdowns which i think for two quarterbacks is a, is a some sort of record that uh for, for two quarterbacks both to score that is is uh crazy and 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 then both to throw one interception as well the the stat lines are so are so similar i think the the only difference from what i'd seen when i looked at it was the uh Average rushing yards for Josh Allen was a little bit more, um, and obviously the the throwing for for Jalen Hurts, I think, I think did that top. Uh, no, it it was less. Jalen Hurts ran more, but uh, his rushing was uh, less on average. But yeah, just just a, an absolutely crazy game. Uh, really exciting to watch, and I think those two are, are both absolutely fantastic for fantasy if you've got one of those quarterbacks then uh, you're definitely going to be in the playoffs yeah no doubt and just to kind of touch on that I think Allen's number one Hurts is number two overall Allen's number one by 40 points albeit 
he's not had his bye yet. He's on his bye week 13. So maybe he's played that extra game to Hertz and a few other quarterbacks up there. But even still, Hertz is going to need to, uh, need to have an unbelievable game uh, for that extra game to even get up there with him. Um, I think when you're touching on kind of some of the other players on there, it looks as if Eagles are just about, well, clinch playoffs anyway, but hopefully clinching uh, that bye as well in the next coming week, in the upcoming week. So um, so I have stashed Kenny Gamewell. Uh, he's been stashed for a couple of weeks now, just in the off chance that the rest of the Andre Swift for, for any sort of fantasy playoffs for us. Uh, moving on to uh, another player and the highest scoring running back of week 12, and that's Kyron Williams. So he scored 38 points, and that's his first game back since week six. Uh, so, Charlie, over to you, really. Kyron Williams, I mean, before the season started, I think we were all thinking maybe what are the Rams going to do at running back? I know the last couple of seasons, Cam Akers, uh, Darrell Henderson, just not having one running back. But he seems he seems fantastic when he's playing for the Rams, right? Yeah, definitely. He, he must be uh, in McVeigh's good books because... Cam, uh, Cam Akers certainly wasn't, was it? Nothing that he could do meant he was getting in that team. But he clearly likes Kyron Williams and uh, the, uh, for good reason as well because the guy was just an absolute machine this week. Uh, it was devastating to see as well because the amount of trade offers that I'd sent to the Kyron Williams owner while he was still on IR thinking he's going to come in back this week or next for that. Uh, obviously, our trade deadline was last week. I must have sent 20, 30 different combination trade request to try and get Kyron Williams. I was desperate to get him uh, and no, he just was not having it. Uh, but what an absolute monster of a game. Uh, 143 yards um, and two, was it two receiving touchdowns? Just, yeah, that's right. Yeah, two receiving just, touchdowns as well, just to just to add it on there. Just insane. Six catches. Uh 61 receiving yards, two receiving touchdowns, 143 yards on the ground. It was just the Kyron Williams show. I don't know if you saw the, the game, but literally it felt like every time they went back to that game, it was Kyron Williams doing something monstrous on the ball. Um, and it, if if people have managed to to keep hold of him, obviously if he's while he's been on IR, most people would have stuck, stuck him on their reserve list. If uh, If they've managed to keep hold of him or they've, they've believed in it and not traded him away, then, uh, yeah, what an absolute monster he's going to be going going uh, into the back end of the season and then the playoffs. On the opposite end of that, Scully, uh, so Cooper Cup, maybe he's taken away some of the points, albeit probably not directly from Kyron Williams, seen as it is his first game back. But Cooper Cup, after scoring 27 points in week six, he's not even made double digits at all since then. And then he's playing the Browns this upcoming week. Is Cooper Cup, I mean, maybe not dropping him, but you're going to have to put him on your bench, aren't you? I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, I think he's still good enough and he's still, it can click with Stafford. So I don't know if you drop him. He's, he's still got the potential to, to score quite big, as is my man that I can't pronounce his name. Uh, Nakua guy. I'm not going to try and say his first name, but uh, <laughs> but uh, no, I think I think either of them two, you still you still start them just because the one week that you drop them, they're going to have a monster game. But then you were saying you, funny funny choice of words of uh, being on on the other side. Um, I was on the other side of Karen Williams's performance this week, and it it wasn't pretty. Uh, and like like Tom, I was sending the other Tom. 
uh, many trade requests to try and get him uh, while he's been on IR and to, to no avail. So, um, yeah, congratulations, Awif. Um I mean, <laughs> we're going to talk about it later, but it's just, uh, he's just smashing teams at the moment. Well, understandable why he kept hold of him, definitely. And and even though, as I said, kind of got the Browns this upcoming week and then the Ravens, two tough matchups. Um, but then in week 15, they got the Redskins. Nope. At the Redskins. Oh, gee, that's a throwback, isn't it? In week 15, they got, the, uh, they got Washington. And then week 17, they got the Giants. So a couple of shocking defences for, for any Rams players you've got on offence. Let's go, sports ball. Scully, if I was to say to you that I need to go and watch some sports, live sports in Sheffield this weekend, where would you suggest I go? Well, if I'm in Sheffield City Centre, I'd head down to Brown Street and uh, into Extra Time Sports Bar and Grill. Absolutely, and, and I second that as well. Great shout. So it is just up from the station, just up from the tram stop. So if you're coming from out of town or, or you fancy having a drink, uh, and, and getting a tram, getting a train in, it's not far away at all. You don't have to traipse all the way up Ecclesall Road to another sports bar at all. We were in there just a couple of weeks ago uh, and for a few hours, so obviously had to check out the food. Charlie, what did you have? I couldn't make my mind up. Uh, so many good things on the, on the menu. Loaded fries, giros, uh, but I had to go for the wings. Um, those uh, honey and soy wings, absolutely delicious. Uh, I know you uh, you had to try a couple of them, Ash. We, we ended up swapping, and uh, and you were saying mine were definitely the better choice. Uh, but those loaded fries, I was just so so uh, hungry looking at that menu. Bit of smash and grab, smash burger, burger sauce, salsa, paprika, onion strings on fries. What more could you ask for? Absolutely. So that's what I'm saying. Uh, that's my kind of tapas, definitely. And unlike. Spearman, there was no strippers on the menu, but those chicken strips were to die for. So if you're around Sunday and you can get Man City against Spurs this Sunday, stick around for the Broncos-Texans, which is probably a sneaky game of the weekend in the NFL as well. Get yourself down, Extra Time Sports Bar on Brown Street in Sheffield. Let's go, Sports Bar! So sticking with last week uh, and now taking a look at our Fantasy League and our teams... So, Scully, you scored 103 points in a loss to Tom Howarth. As you mentioned, a massive score from him, 182 points. That puts you now 6-6. Six and six. I beat Middy. I scored 153 points and Middy scored 125. I'm now on 8-4. and four. And, Charlie, you scored a massive 180, oh, sorry, 178 points and beat Mike, who scored 108. You also on 6-6. Six and six. So, with those scores... Uh, and looking at our season on the scores so far, Scola, you're on three wins. I'm on four. And Charlie, you're now on five wins. So it's a new leader for, among us three. So Scola, let's go over to you first. So 103 points. Um, I think, I guess, you were never going to catch Howard at all, 182. Um, I suppose there's a, there's a chance that you could have put a good score up or a better score up with the league being as close as it is, it could come down to literally points scored as to who makes the playoffs or not. Um, but in terms of how your team went on individually, talk us through that. Bad, really. Not, <laughs> not great. Um, Lawrence didn't overthink it, put him in, scored highly. 
uh, Devonta Smith did well. Sent Brown did pretty well as well. But um, other than that, noth- nothing else to, to shout home about. I'm uh, keen to move on. Okay, well, I'm not. Uh, so, Ty Chandler, uh, two points. Uh, <laughs> uh, I see that he's been dropped already this week. Uh, I know there was a bit of a wild card to, to hope for the best, put him in as some sort of Vikings running offence, but not quite. Yeah, Barkley, six points. He could have and often does do better than that, but not quite the case this time. Lions defence, maybe a surprising one um, that the Lions lost in general, really, to the Packers, but Lions defence just putting up two points as well. Uh, and again, on your bench, really. Nothing nothing too much more for the time being. Okay, now we'll move on. So, looking at my team from last week. So, there was a, I think for the majority of the weekend, uh, even at the start of the weekend, I think I was predicted to get 40 points more than midding. At one point, Sunday night, I think we were close as maybe 10, 15 points apart. So, getting a little bit squeaky bum at that point. Uh, I, w- I will say, to Middy's credit, and I know he gets a lot of stick, I did have Aaron Jones in my starting lineup probably about half an hour before the Packers-Lions game. Middy drops me a text, you know that Aaron Jones is inactive, he won't be playing. So, I mean, good of him. I don't know if that's some sort of moral victory, knowing that he was going to get beat anyway, that he, that he wanted to tell me. But still, fair play. Appreciate that, Middy. On my team... Uh, good scores from Pacheco, Hill, Tank Dell did well, Hawkinson. Everyone did everyone did decent. And even uh, Javante Williams on my bench scored 10. Kyler Murray, 22 points, which hopefully that continues for this upcoming weekend when Lamar Jackson's on his bye and Kyler Murray can just slot straight in and, and get some get some points. Albeit a very tough matchup this weekend against Liam, who's on a, a win streak of his own. Charlie, over to you then. So 178 points. That is just 10 points off the season record for us. And you maybe could have done it, couldn't you? Very close. I was uh, I was so disappointed that uh, Devontae Adams just didn't do anything. Though he, he got 12.3 points, and I, and I think he got most of those in the first half. Um, nothing really went his way. Um, and then... Uh, Dicker the kicker, only four points for me from uh, from the Chargers. D- really disappointing score, really. I thought the Chargers were, were shocking against uh, against Baltimore. They just couldn't seem to get anything going. Uh, Eckler fumbling. Um, they were just turning the ball over. Just just a shocking performance from them, really. But great defense from the from the Ravens. Uh, but yeah, but onto my team. So Dak Prescott scored phenomenal, forty points. Uh, the Cowboys defense, eighteen points. Just those two combined. I'm uh, the only one I wish I had was CD Lamb, so I could make it a triple stack. Um, what a team that'd be! Uh, Bijan Robinson finally doing what Bijan Robinson should have been doing all year. Arthur Smith maybe he's uh, he's seen the light and he's going to start using his number one player, seeing as they need to win some games. Uh, Najee Harris. Not a monstrous score, but he's scoring again. 15 points. Um, that change of offensive coordinator, hopefully that's going to uh, stay the course. Another touchdown for him. So hopefully another big week for them against Arizona, uh, who are dreadful against the run. Um, so yeah, Jalen Warren, Najee Harris this week. Hopefully big games for them. 
uh, and the Steelers win, obviously. Uh, and then Mike Evans, what a guy, 25 points. I mean, Baker Mayfield clearly knows that this guy's coming to the end of his contract and he wants him to get paid because he does not throw the ball to anybody else uh, in that end zone anyway. Uh, Trey McBride, 13 points, nothing to be sniffed at. I said, I've already said I, I was big on him. Uh, and then the fact that the Cardinals have now just released Ertz because that was my worry that Ertz comes back. And then Trey McBride takes a bit of a back seat. Now they've released him. Hopefully he'll stay as number one, although he's questionable to play this week. I think he's picked up a bit of a groin injury, so I'm going to have to keep an eye on that. And anybody else that's got Trey McBride, uh, keep close eyes on that because I think he's got one more practice tomorrow. If he doesn't suit up for that, then potentially he might be out. Might have to be uh, scrounging around on waivers, try and pick somebody up late on. Uh, and then DJ Moore. I've left him till last because what a crazy game that was. Uh, the amount of turnovers from Minnesota uh, and Justin Fields, who is obviously on my bench now, he looks like a kid playing football at school. He's just running around like headless chicken uh, and just throwing the ball laterally to DJ Moore. I mean, they didn't score a touchdown and he still scored 22 points. Um, 11 catches. It was just insane. Um, yeah, while ever Justin Fields wants to play those silly games, keep throwing it to DJ Moore. I'll keep Fields on my bench and I'll keep DJ Moore in my lineup because uh, that's a great thing to see. Uh, and then on my bench, already mentioned Fields. Uh, Charbonnet with that bigger workload now that Walker's injured. Nothing sparkling, only 9.8 points, although against the San Francisco defence. I think the Seattle team as a whole have got a really tough run in, haven't they? Um, Charbonnet, even though he's picking up that, obviously he's got Dallas this week. Uh, it's going to be a tough matchup, I think, for the receivers and uh, and Charbonnet's only running back. Uh, and then the only other one to touch on was Madison, who, who looked looked better, but didn't score anything fantastic in terms of fantasy, 8.3 points. But when uh, Minnesota were turning the ball over as much as they did, it's difficult to get the running game going. Yeah, cracking week from you. And in fairness, what, what a turnaround. What, you're on a three-game win streak, I think. And seems seems a lifetime ago that we were we were sat here taking piss and you were wallowing the bottom of the uh, bottom of the league but now comfortably what i think fourth overall in our league albeit very tight but but sitting pretty in third on points scored overall um so any sort of tie breaks i, I don't think there's any sort of doubt that you're making playoffs so looking ahead to that at all i know we can't trade much now but are you looking ahead whether it's picking players up off off waivers with a potential playoff schedule or, or still still week to week? Still, I, I'm happy with the, the team that I've got. I'd, I'd, I'd sort of, even though I was aware that I needed the wins then, I was still looking at players, sort of what their schedules were. So running backs, Najee Harris and Bijan Robinson, uh, the Steelers and the Falcons have got two of the best schedules for running backs. Um going into the playoffs. So really happy with those two, especially now that uh, Najee's more involved in the game. Um, yeah. I, it's something, a question. So I, I saw something on Twitter earlier. I'll ask you about it. So I had a look earlier at who I was playing in the first round of, uh, of the playoffs. So 
as it stands currently, it's me against Midi. So it'd be two weeks on the bounce because I'd be playing in the week before as well. But if, for example, in our league, Aworth is clearly the strongest player and he he was managing to trade players away and pick up some, some big names as well. So his, his team looks really solid. So currently, he, he's, he's playing Scott. If you were able to, say, for example, he dropped to second, would you look at tanking in the last week to avoid playing him in the first round of the playoffs? Ooh. Do you think that's fair? Do you think that's that's a fair way to do it? And is there a sneaky way of doing it? Or would you just just all out drop, for me, drop Dak, put Justin Fields in, play Charbonnet and Madison over Bijan and Naji? Or do, you, or do you think, as the commissioner, there's, there's questions to be answered there? Sod commissioner, he's bent anyway. Do what you want. <laughs> I'd say it's definitely fair to do it. If you want to do that, I think it, it, it's fair game. I think karma's got a funny way of working and you end up doing that and then you'll play him round after or or he'll lose and you might end up playing him or somebody else and it not work out anyway. But, but yeah, I guess if you can, if you know for certain how it might work out, then I say go for it. Scully? Yeah, no, do what you want. It's your team. You know, you don't you don't have to justify it to football association or or, or like that because you're playing a weakened side in third round at Mickey Mouse Cup. Do what you want. I mean, it's it was probably not a great example playing saying Aworth because the only way that you would tank is you would drop out of the playoffs because he's he's currently first. So whoever sneaks in in eighth is going to be playing him. But just just say for example, you're playing somebody who's who's got a. A, a strong team for that week. So, for example, Bijan, Najee Harris, if somebody was looking at my lineup thinking they've got a really strong lineup for week uh, 15, is that fair for them to tank to, to avoid somebody who's got players in in a good matchup? Is, I suppose, what, what the way I was trying to word it, rather than just avoid Aworth. Is it tanking or is it resting your starters for the next week? <laughs> <laughs> Saving their fantasy legs. <laughs> yeah, I, I, th- I think it's difficult to say what who's going to score what. I mean, you could probably predict that um, Madison's going to score less than Bijan Robinson if you're going to put them that way around. But but how it all works out, I'm not too sure. I guess still a, a fair bit ish to play for, um, depending on matchups anyway. But obviously, we've still got the separate pots as to. Uh, what the highest score each week, the highest overall score for the season, um, whoever finishes first place, which again, it looks like those are pretty much sewn up with a couple of weeks to go. But um, but who knows? At the minute, kind of the Liam, who's still in 12th as it stands, but can sneak into the playoffs with two games to go uh, if all other results go his way as well. So looking ahead now to week 13 and as always got a fun little game to play with us right at the very end and this one's called Elijah Moore or Elijah, no I'm just kidding, Um, we're just going to pick out some bold predictions, (laughs) (laughs) don't worry everyone simmer down, you can still stay tuned in, we're uh, we're doing something uh, back to normal this week. Um, but it is a week filled of buys, so six teams on buys, which seems bizarre, and I'm sure there's a reason for it, but I don't know, strange that 
with only a few more weeks to go of the regular season in general, and then six teams when there's odd weeks when there's when there's nobody on buys. But still, um, Scully, I'll come to you first. Then um, give us your first bold prediction for this upcoming weekend. So I'm going to go with um, the the game of the the weekend, if you like. So Eagles 49ers. I think the Eagles are going to blow out the 49ers. Uh, I know they're what are they minus three or something. I think 49ers are, are the uh, are the favourites. I think it's going to be nowhere near that close. I think it's going to be um, a big big score for the Eagles, and they're going to uh, just just control that game. So I'm going to go for Hurts to emulate the the week that he's just had and uh, get at least two rushing touchdowns and at least two throwing touchdowns. Love it. Yeah, I'd, I'd love that to happen. I think sometimes when there's a bit of bitterness on one side, then you've got the other team that's just kind of playing it cool and saying, oh, yeah, well, we respect the team. Like, we're both good teams and we'll have a good game, whereas this does not seem like that at all. They're both willing to just have a chat, bite each other's kneecaps and, and go at it. So hopefully, cracking game. And yeah, even better if it's a result like that. Charlie, your bold prediction? I've already mentioned about how good Kyron Williams was last week against the Arizona Cardinals in terms of their shocking run defence and the fact that the Steelers are playing them this week. So I'm going to go for both Steelers running backs, one of them to finish in the top four overall, the other one to finish in the top ten. So both top 10, one inside the top four, and both of them to score over 20 fantasy points. Wow, that is bold. And it's a new look Steelers offense. So, uh, so yeah, let's keep that rolling where they can. Scully, second one from you. I'm going to go against Kyron Williams this week and partly because he's going against the Browns. But I think the Browns need to bounce back after after a bad loss to Denver. Um, and I think they will bounce back. And I think that defense is going to get back on top. So I'm going to say that the Browns hold the Rams to under 100 yards of offense and under six points. Wow! Yeah, that's big. That's a that's a homer if I've ever heard one. Charlie. So, as much as we've slated the Jets. Um, and obviously we've already discussed my uh, personal hatred towards Arthur Smith. Um, So I'm going for the Jets to turn over the Falcons this week, and the Jets are going to have an unbelievable week on offense with whoever they decide to play at quarterback, whether that's Aaron Rodgers come straight out of training and straight into the lineup. Uh, whoever it is, I'm going for a, a Jets win over the Falcons this week, just purely because I want Arthur Smith not to win. Is Mike still in New York? I mean, he's probably getting a quarterback for the Jets at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, Tim Boyle. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows what's happening up there? Uh, lovely stuff. All right, some great bold predictions, and we'll see what happens next week. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed all that. If you did, please do give us a written review, rating, um, I don't know, whatever else you can do to support the show as well. That'd be great. Um, Best of luck to your fantasy teams this weekend. Hopefully you're still in the hunt at the very, very least. And we'll see you on the other side.